This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey, little cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I'm exhausted. I've been playing FPL nonstop for about seven days now. Uh, get me out of here. I know, and then it picks back up in like two days. It's so fast. We're, <laughs> we're bringing up the caboose once again. We're the, with like the final, the final podcast out of the gate. Uh, for the second week in a row, I think, and uh, just because of scheduling, um, and uh, you know, it was your birthday yesterday, it was Josh. My, it was my birthday yesterday too, and so there's a lot of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm just young enough that I can still like have parties on my birthday. I uh, want to see some birthday cake emojis directed at, <laughs> at Hail Cheaters out there right. after this podcast lands. That's right. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting game week. It sort of ended on um, a very high note for me, having Captain Harry Kane, and I was sort of anxiously um, waiting for today's results uh, before I kind of you know decided how I felt about this game week. And so <laughs> yeah. I had a little something for everybody. I finished on 175 points. Uh, but Brandon, before we get into that, um, you had something you wanted to mention at the top of the podcast. Uh, yeah, our friend Jamie over at Fantasy Football Magazine has a deal that he wanted to offer to listeners of Always Cheating. And it is for uh, an actual print magazine, Josh. So we're reading the internet about the Fantasy Premier League, but don't you look more sophisticated, like reading a print periodical when you're on the train I also or read- you're in an airplane? I also read better. Like I am a I am a bad reader online and I'm a much better reader when it comes to print or you know like magazines or books. Yeah, it's an interesting prospect, a little bit of long form strategy for all you hardcore fantasy managers out there. So like I said, Jamie uh, is offering listeners of Always Cheating a special 25% off deal for their inaugural issue print subscription thing that starts this summer in July. So 25% off, it's uh, 21 pounds plus shipping for a print subscription. And you also get a league invite and a, a special members group invite to the Fantasy Football Football magazine leagues next season. But the thing is, Josh, there are only 10 of these discounts available. I uh, I have a subscription, 
But like a Rube, I paid full price. <laughs> right. So what's but, the link? Where do they go? Uh, you go to fantasyfootballmag.com slash always cheating. And over there on the right hand side of the page, you can click. There's a special always cheating perk with the discount. So, yeah, just go to fantasyfootballmag.com slash always cheating. Yep. Only 10 available. Act fast. And I put a link to that URL in our podcast show notes. So if you're on your phone or on your desktop, just go to the show notes and you can click to go right to that deal. Yeah, exactly. We're not getting the cut of this, but we just thought we'd share it in case anybody was uh, excited to uh, keep the FPL flame going or, you know, gear up for next season. It's I mean, a long, it's a long, hot summer. You got to exactly. have something to do. <laughs> exactly. What was that link one more time? Fantasyfootballmag.com <laughs> slash always cheating. All right. Excellent. On to the game weeks. Uh, yeah. So I finished on 175 points. Uh, very happy about that. Unfortunately, you did even better. Unfortunately for me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think you would say the same about 175, but by a country mile, I had my best FPL score ever. I mean, I think most managers would say exactly that this week. It was one of those weeks where every single one of your players, I mean, bar yeah. Gabby Adini comes through for you. Right. Uh, and I landed on 188 total points, uh, but that's a minus four transfer penalty. So uh, technically a 184 net, but uh, that's what game week rank of 8,977. I just I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah. I, and so what is your overall rank now? Yeah, that pushes me up to 44,000, wait, 44,466, I think it is. So to break into the top uh, 50,000 when I was started at 109,000 at the beginning of the game week is a pretty insane leap. Yeah. More than half of my rank. Yeah, and I, I jumped uh, actually 175,000 as I make this like epic climb from... I think it was uh, like it was game week twenty three. I think when I was at one point five five million, uh, and now I'm down to uh, one hundred and fifty one thousand five hundred ninety eight. So I've, I've I've jumped over one point, whatever that is, one point three five million managers uh, in the last uh, thirteen game weeks, and uh, it has not been easy. Hey, you've uh, got a puncher's like, chance at a top one hundred k. Yeah, exactly. If I make my if I make my captain pick right this game week, uh, which we're going to talk about a lot, we're going to talk about two things on this podcast. Really, only two things to talk about. Uh, first thing is um, what transfers to make this week, and the second question is uh, who do you want to captain, and um, and that's pretty much it. And and there are there it's, it's not totally cut and dry because if you're if you're down twenty or thirty points, it kind of changes uh, you know who you captain this game week. So before we get into it, and I, I don't want to spend too long in this game week because you know, the game week thirty eight is coming in a couple days. Um, but it was such an extraordinary game week that it, it's so it, it sad that we don't get to bask in the glow of game yeah. week thirty-seven for more than about forty-eight hours. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was happy, you know. So I captain Kane, uh, which you know worked out great for me. I mean, I sort of my thinking was my thinking was sound. It just didn't work out for me. If if, Al, if Alexis Sanchez had scored one less goal, actually, I would have been looking pretty good. Um, but as in it terms was, of be- beating beating me, yeah, you mean? Yeah, you, you have, Brandon. You officially won the fifty buck cup this game week. And <laughs> thank, uh, thank you. I want. I also want birthday cake emojis for this. That's true. Now, if I win game week thirty eight, then we actually technically tie, and you will you will win there, our technicality. There will be an asterisk in the history book, and I, I fully accept that. But pay me. <laughs> uh, I will. I will. Uh, so, <laughs> Captain Kane, which was the right choice. I mean, my thinking was it's the thinking that I've advocated a lot on this podcast, which is that if you, I knew. The problem was because I'd wildcarded earlier, I, you know, I was only going to have, you know, I think 11. I would have had 12, but then when Robert Huth went down, I decided I 
I said to drop him instead of uh, Ben Gibson and just hope. Yeah, that was real bad luck for you in the double planning. Yeah, that that one cost me. And so instead of having 12 players, I had 11. I mean, I guess I could have burned eight. But, I I mean, Southampton haven't been scoring a lot. And so I thought burning four for Gibson when they might have been able to keep a clean shot. I forgot how awful uh, the burger is and how happy (laughs) they're going down. Don't forget. any burger fans out there. Uh, I look forward to Fulham playing them in the championship next season. Yeah. Uh, so I, I knew that I had to – but sh- the sheer numbers of you getting, you know, an extra two points from five players, uh, that, that put me in like a – effectively like a 10-point hole at least from the start. Right, because I feel the, a full numbers. 15 of right. double game weekers. Exactly. So I knew I had to take a risk on my captain, and um, I knew you were going to captain Sanchez, and so uh, I captain Kane. And, you um, intuited, Josh. Yeah. Well, I, I did. I saw you'd made two transfers, and you'd hinted at it, and so I, yeah. you know, I, I actually kept and came with like seconds to go. I was on Sanchez, and then I. Well, okay. Talk me through this. Uh, our listeners like to look, get a look behind the curtain because I was trying to be as cheeky as possible uh, with this game week deadline because I wanted to see if you were going to burn four, mm-hmm. and I was out on my lunch break on Friday, mm-hmm. basically yeah. refreshing your your team's page. <laughs> I knew. And I was like, I knew you were, and I was. I was. I, I was going to make you sweat as long as... And oh, I, and it I was knew. like seven minutes, too, and I was like, well, I can't risk it. What if yeah. there's a problem with the LTE network? And so I punched I in my transfer, yeah. and then immediately I see you have two. Yeah, exactly. I, I knew you wouldn't have the guts to wait the last uh, We're disgusting individuals. <laughs> we are truly disgusting What is managers. this friendship? I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, congrats to you and winning the 50 buck cup. Um, however, the, the good news for me is I am actually into the finals of the Showstoppers League, and that was incredibly high drama. And I know that not everybody even you know knows what this. I don't. I don't want to get too in the weeds about our our personal stuff. Although I would happily talk about my. I've got uh, lots of my, personal baggage that we, we should. We should. If we didn't take the summer off, I'd just basically <laughs> just air so many a weekly Patreon pod of our, our personal <laughs> stuff. Uh, we're just talking about my baby for, you know, an hour or something like that. Um, so, uh, but the yeah, Showstoppers it was, League, it's, it's, it's our little mini head to head within the, the Supreme Always Cheating community. Exactly. So on the Showstoppers League, uh, I was playing, uh, William Brindley this game week and, uh, he, William Brindley had some, some, he was actually up 42 points on me going into, uh, the Tottenham fixture. And I really kind of wasn't even paying that much attention. Uh, at the start because I felt like I had such a massive hole. And then I started to do the math and I realized that if I could just get a brace from Kane and a clean sheet from Davies, I had a chance to, to win this thing or maybe tie. Um, and then I lost the clean sheet and I was like, all right, this is, this is officially over. And then like a minute later, Kane scores a goal and then he gets an assist and then he scores a third goal and then he scores a fourth goal. And then somehow I, I by being, after being down 42 points, I am actually, I actually won by 14 um, and it's very rare that you outscore somebody by 54 points in a single game. Uh, so the only yeah, person, in, the only person in that moment that felt worse than your head-to-head opponent was probably Romelu Lukaku, who saw the golden <laughs> right. boot just not, right. exactly. not slipping through his fingers, but basically just sailing away like a Concord jet. Yeah, and we're, he, we're going to talk about him later too. Uh, so we're, we're playing a longtime uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Siraj Garish. Um, hey, Siraj, playing, I'm playing him. Uh, Siraj in the final, uh, he had 192 points this game week, and he beat uh, Ian Stimson in the other semifinal match. So uh, Siraj and I will play on Sunday. We have actually pretty similar teams, so um, uh, I, I'm curious to see how this one shakes out. I'm I'm I'm, I'm also screwed by not having uh, by David De Gea not playing anymore for reasons that like no one really. Understands. <laughs> I mean, Pick, Pickford I mean, will I probably get like 25 saves. That's so what I was thinking. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Well, so, so you're also screwed because you have a podcast where you have to actually reveal your thinking about this, and Siraj exactly. is sitting back listening. Yeah. Thought well and good. Game week twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon. Um, just a, a quick a little, one more piece of housekeeping before we get into um, this week's episode. Um, I guess we're already like 10 minutes in um, is uh, Patreon. If anybody hasn't heard yet, we had Ken Rooney, uh, who many of you know, uh, writes a weekly football column and uh, just for the a, Irish examiner, for the yeah. Irish examiner and uh, all around great guy. Um, like genuinely, like just awesome guy. It was great having the podcast. He talks about you know the experience of writing uh, an FPL column, um, and you know how he sort of got it past his editor. And we had, we had someone on Facebook actually mentioned that um, you know it really was it was helpful for him to listen to that podcast and, and hear about his um, his approach. So um, worth worth listening to that podcast. You can check it on Patreon. We I know that not a lot of people want to send it about Patreon when the season's just about to end. So he added a one dollar tier, like sort of like a bare bones here and so all you have to do UK, is pay one dollar to hear yeah. ken and if you're in the uk change that's life. like that's like 50 cents in the uk so you know i think you can probably swing it <laughs> uh and then so the way that and just I, I actually sent an email on patreon but just the way the billing works in case anybody wants to know um there is a hiatus feature so we're not doing any podcasts in june the, the way that the payouts the charges happen at the end of the month so um in, in the month of june we're not going to we're not planning to do any podcasts uh, so we're not going to charge anyone on patreon or no one's going to have any money withdrawn like that because um, obviously we don't want anybody who's supporting the podcast uh to support us when we're not actually recording podcasts we get a so. break you get a break that's exactly. how it works exactly um but you can just, you can check that out um and patreon.com slash always cheating yeah and we're definitely going to do it next year and uh, we've got lots of ideas for uh for patreon offers so yeah patreon.com always cheating check it out speaking of that josh we met one of our newest uh Patrons here in New York, Danny Bean. Special shout out to Danny Bean, who is in need of your thoughts and prayers right now because he's a Shuffled Wednesday fan. And we heard from him after the uh, playoff semifinal that went to PKs. Uh, poor Danny walked walked about five miles home while drunk and, and crying his eyes out, <laughs> trying to recover from that PK loss. Yeah, uh, you know, my heart goes out to him in particular because I'm a Fulham supporter and. Uh, we at least didn't get the drama of a penalty kick shootout, but anybody uh, but, but Reading really is what I'm is what I'm feeling. But the Huddersfield <clears throat> Town coach, he is a Jurgen Klopp disciple, right, or like an old friend of Klopp's or something like that. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping they they make it because um, I I feel like if he comes from that Klopp school, they should be like a fun. I I, I have to admit I don't know anything about Huddersfield Town. If if you are out there and listen to the podcast and you know Huddersfield Town. Get yes. in touch with us because we love to have you on for a preview podcast. If you've seen Huddersfield yeah. Town in your area, yeah. please please let yeah. us know. Assuming they also, win. before uh, before we get the never hashtag never Reading thing going, if there are Reading fans that are out there listening and can make a case as to why we need to see Reading again in the Premier League, do let us know on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, okay, so Brandon, why don't you run through the top 10 in the Hail Cheaters Super League? All right, real quick in the Hail Cheaters Super League, uh, top 10. Warret Roxil, with one of the one of the more challenging names this season. His team name is Zen FC, uh, moves into the top 10. I haven't seen him before. Actually, there's, before. there's a KVIG in parentheses, or in brackets. Right, yes, lest, lest we forget. In ninth place, Laro J. Kenyard. Eighth place, BTSTU. Mitch Maynard making his reappearance. I feel like we gave Mitch a pep talk in the last couple of weeks, and he finally came through, and he had a big game week at 183 uh, points, and he's there at number eight. Number seven, Matthew Greco with Banana Nose Maldonado. Yeah, number six. New, new in the top ten, right? I don't think the man Yeah, making moves. Yeah, we got some yeah. move, move makers here in the top ten. 
Sixth place, Abdullah Al-Mamun. Fifth place, it's uh, Darren Anthony Hay. His kinging mings broke the double century mark, 204 points. Uh, quick side note, I, I just checked through the top 100. You know, there are like 1,500 managers in the El Cheater Super League. But in the top 100, we had three managers who uh, broke the 200 barrier with Kinging Mings. Also, Larsenal FC also had 204 points. Top score was Lamella's Gloves with 206 points. And uh, also a sad note for Red Snout there in the top 100, who was one point shy at 199. <laughs> tough, tough break, Red Snout. Yeah, you had one shot. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> it's like one uh, yellow card. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, one Gabby Adini penalty miss. Uh, fourth place, Jingming Tan with his team, Rior Murray, 11. Third place, Cesboom, Cesar Rodart. Second place, Phil Bao, uh, his team, Inzaghi, Goal Heroes. And hanging tough, uh, Anders FK, Bricklayers. In first place, and Anders is tw- is ranked 91 overall in the world. Wow. Well done being in the top 100, Anders. Well you done. got one more week. You can do That's it. That's right. Uh, all right. Um, and we have a quick meltdown of the week. Uh, actually, not a lot of meltdowns this week. I think once you crack that 150-point barrier, you're just, you know, I feel like anyone on Captain Eden Hazard just didn't even have the energy to do a meltdown this week, right? <laughs> there like, was also something for everybody this game week. I feel like. <laughs> And because so many people performed in in their own way, like you, you were bound to have one or two guys on your team that lifted your spirits. For Hazard to play, did he play the whole 180 minutes? He played close to it anyway, and I, it's amazing yeah. that he ended up on five points. And he he looked good. It just it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, Uppercut Panda says uh, he blew a 50 point lead in his cash lake this game week. Uh, he's now 20 points behind. Uh, and that's because a triple Captain Sanchez tra- uh, trumps Caballero, Holgate, Blind, and a Rashford bench boost. That oh, is tough. That's brutal, man. Yeah. I mean, you're, the hardcore managers were not expecting to go up against a triple captain this week. And I think uh, uh, our friend Kat Mortensen out there on Twitter triple capped Harry Kane this week. A triple cap on Sanchez or Kane just brutalize anyone playing their bench boost. Yeah, I mean, it actually would have worked out well for me this game week if I had triple captain instead. I, I would have definitely done better than I did. My bench boost, because of the way I would have bench boosted, I would have had, you know, Darun and Ben Gibson on my bench, and I wouldn't have played them. So well, let's do, let's 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 game this out real quick. I mean, I, isn't it still the if you want to talk about the right way to play, the correct strategy would still be to bench boost in a game week like this where there were so many doubles because the odds. Of you hitting a triple cap to well, the extent that you would on Sanchez or Kane this week are are technically less than the odds of you maximizing a bench boost where there are, you, you know, they uh, were great fixtures. Though. I mean, we knew they were going to be great fixtures going into those game weeks. I mean, these are the kind of fixtures where players like Kane and Sanchez dominate. Right. So like Sanchez at home to a bad team is like money in the bank. Right. Like just consistently. Yeah, God, it's just hard. It's hard for me. I, I can tend to be conservative from time to time, and mm-hmm. for me to wrap my head around the risk of playing a bench boost uh, where you don't have doubles on your bench, or playing a triple cap where, yeah, it's it's always going to be a risk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What you're effectively saying is, in hindsight, we still made the right choice to bench boost and. 
not playing triple captain. I mean, it, it, the way it worked out for me, I actually think I would have won last game week had I not triple captained. So I could have held it and, yeah. you know, but whatever. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, so this season has been what the narrative in my own personal FPL world that has come forward this season is is the negotiation with myself of a mistake was made, but does the logic of your decision still hold true? Sure, exactly. And I can look back at the bench boost and triple captain and say the logic holds. Maybe yeah. it could have was would have been better one way or the other, but. Uh, such and, it is, such as it is, and in the coming seasons, we're still dealing with the chips. More information we have from previous seasons, the the decision making gets a little more robust. Yeah, ex- exactly. And like my thinking, you know, I I wild carded early, and I feel like I've I've effectively justified that because uh, the players, my single game week players that I held on to were Zaha and Josh King, and I got seventeen points from those two players. Uh, so that worked out fine. I mean, it was just that, I mean, really ultimately, I mean, I can't complain about 175 points. Um, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it would, it's the, in our, in our mini league, it was the second highest score this game week. Um, and just because you scored more points than me, uh, and won our little mini cup doesn't, um, you know, I mean, you can always look at someone who did better than you in a game week, but in general, yes. yeah, like, you know, it's, you have to remember that like you're, you are also sort of just trying to put together the best team. You know, it's not always about like. I don't know where I'm going with this. You, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You just going to, back to up, yeah, just going back to Uppercut Panda. Console. This is it's it's similar in that Caballero was one of my public enemies this uh, double game week because I brought him in thinking like two pretty good fixtures, and uh, I dropped Pickford for Caballero just thinking City on the double looked better than Sunderland who was all but relegated at that point, or maybe they were already relegated. And of course, Pickford, because he is a shot-stopping machine, mm-hmm. puts together six saves. And uh, yeah, Caballero, thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I actually vultured a clean sheet from Vincent Company. Uh, he, he went off like just a few minutes before they conceded that goal. After the first fixture, though, he was looking like a really bum transfer for you. You were complaining to me over GChat, but he came through with that. Well, I was, I was debating between uh, between company and um, and uh, uh, Asplaqueta, and so it was really hard for that to feel like a horrible mistake. Yeah, that's tough. But even that, my concern was valid, right? I mean, how many players were rotated on that Chelsea squad? It was like seven, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and for so, sure. And yeah. also, it's you wanted to you wanted to field as many differentials, or not? Or you want to diversify your defense. You're going to catch a City clean sheet or a Chelsea clean sheet because you already had Alonso. Exactly. So you know you, you can sit around and. and worry about this stuff but you know it's really uh but instead we should just put game week 37 to bed (laughs) it goes down in the memory books of one of the greatest game weeks in fpl history but now but now it's dead all right let's take a break let's get back to uh game week 38 transfer talk game week 38 brandon i've got three sections here transfer chat captain chat and etc chat uh, we'll see if we get to the et cetera chat. So um, just mm, as a heads my up, favorite chat. Yeah. J- Joe, Mark on Twitter and in Ponch, we trust if we don't get to you, it's because we're having so much such an intense time getting to these questions. They're like it's like the late night show where they have uh, like Jack Nicholson on as the first guest. You're like, well, if Jack tells a 30 minute long story, yeah, then I know my hand isn't going to be able to play. Uh, Dave Wagner-Lodal says, uh, best punts if you have two free transfers left. 
Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine his question with a question from Juicy Carla, who says, any suggestions for cheeky differentials, perhaps Sturridge? Cheeky indeed. Sturridge himself, apparently after one game, this man is back and suddenly like part of, uh, you know, Sturridge Suarez Sterling again. People <laughs> yeah. are going bananas for yeah. Daniel. I missed this a full. I missed the entire game. It was it's Mother's Day here in America. And so I, I took <laughs> Kate and I went out for, for breakfast and a walk. Yeah, he looked good. He did his dance. He His goal was very well taken. And you could definitely see Sturridge versus Origi. I mean, Origi is a good system player, and I think Klopp likes that about him. But Sturridge is a man who's just like, give me the rock and I'll get it done for you. He's, he's, he's still pretty expensive, though. I mean, who are you bringing? Who are you dropping for Sturridge? I mean, yeah, you're looking to drop somebody that is is arguably undroppable versus Sturridge, be it Lukaku. Yeah. I mean, I mean if certainly I had, you, yeah. if you I had can't Lukaku, drop Kane. That, that no. is an impossibility. If I, if I had Lukaku, I would drop Lukaku for I, – I would, I would consider dropping Lukaku for Sturridge. I mean, they're way to Arsenal. It's not a great fixture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I think um, – I mean, let me – sorry, I actually don't remember his price offhand. Is it um, – yeah, it's nine points. Sturridge is every year he's like the most overpriced player, and if he and Wayne Rooney, it's like it's like the like expensive Englishmen are like the most over. <laughs> you know, the, well, Sturridge gets priced like that, right? Yeah. Like if he is healthy and plays thirty eight games, then he's probably worth that, or conceivably worth that. I suppose. I yeah, I suppose, but he's never healthy. Yeah, I mean, after the last two seasons, you can't argue that at all. I, I accept that. But in terms of cheeky differentials, I pulled four names. So okay. tell, tell me if you uh, agree, meh, or disagree, Josh. Okay, okay. All right, first one, uh, hosting Sunderland. They're going to be receiving the trophy. It's Chelsea. Cesc Fabreg- Fabregas, he's been the, like, 12th man. You really, uh, like, you, you stumbled over that name. That was uh... I really, uh, sorry, Cesc, <laughs> I really butchered your name, Fabregas. Uh, I, I love Fabregas as a pickup. Uh, I love him as a differential. Uh, I, he was he was rested at midweek. I think he's probably going to come back in the squad, especially because he scored like three minutes after coming back into the oh, team. Oh, yeah. He's he's definitely earned a major victory lap. He scored the game-winning goal to help, help Chelsea maybe get this, um, like, all-time highest win record for a season, whatever they have going yeah. on. So if, if Dave, like, I can't remember who Dave's third striker is, but let's say it's someone like Gabby Adini. It's like if you wanted to... We're talking about Dave Wagner-Lodal, Dave not Wagner-Lodal. Caesar Azpilicueta. Right, yeah. Dave, who asked us the question about two transfers left. You could do something like, you could turn Allie, Deli Alley, who's in kind of poor form, into somebody like says Fabregas, and then you could take that money and turn, uh, you know, and turn Gabby Adini into, like... Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, well, okay. Olivia here's another. Drew, I don't okay, know, so I, I meant to say Olivia Drew, but I was like, my brain could not come up with a name Olivia <laughs> Drew, and so I was just like, I was like stalling for time. I've got another. I've got another Tetris uh, puzzle here. You could turn Deli Ali into Sesc Fabregas, and all of us who are saddled with. Uh, the generally terrible, but yes, now also injured Victor Anichibi. You could afford to turn Anichibi into uh, 
Lorente at yeah, Swansea, yeah, who I are hosting West Brom. Lorente is in great goal scoring form at six point two million, and that's a pretty easy way to turn your three five two into a three four three, which is yeah. exciting to me going into game week thirty eight. I'm debating. I'm debating one of two different moves this game week. One is um, Gabbiadini to Lorente, just like an easy easy move. Um, I, I can afford it. Don't burn any. Turn, you know, don't need to burn any money. Second move would be Alley to Coutinho. And the advantage there is that Coutinho's in good form. It's a must-win game for them. Uh, Alley has not played quite as well recently. He certainly hasn't been like in the goal-scoring form that he typically is in. But, you know, the, the concern with Alley is that he's... I mean, they're playing Hull away, and he was, like, very hungry for a goal at the end of this match, at the end of the uh, Leicester match. And I, I, I do think he'll start. I, I just don't know why you'd rest him... At his age, I, you know, it just doesn't like, I mean, or, I mean, I know you like they want to play the young players, but that's he's still a young player. Like, there's no there's no reason for him not to play as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And the Erickson Christian Erickson rest. I don't see that as a like for like, like I rest Erickson this week as Pochettino or right, and then right. next week I rest Ali. That could be a problem for your other differential candidate here. Uh, yeah, Hungman Son is another differential, and I think Son has been basically this the entire season, a differential. And there was like a two- to three-week blip right when Kane got injured, where everyone thought that Son was going to come in and, and do the business, and it was kind of touch and go, as it's been all season. But two goals against Leicester, he looked great. They feed him the ball. He's making those runs that often Deli Ali would make if Son's not on the pitch, mm-hmm. and... If they if they run riot over Hull uh, and Sun starts, I like him to get a goal. I just I don't know that he'll. Oh, he played so well. Can you really bench him after playing that well in the match? And, they, and he did some Buffalo early, so maybe maybe he does play. I mean, disclaimer: anything goes in game week thirty eight. We don't know. What? That is true, actually. I mean, yeah, there was a question here from uh, uh, right. Yeah, Mark on Twitter asked. Uh, uh, give us a definitive answer. Uh, will Hazard start against Sunderland? I mean, who knows, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's just impossible I, to know. Well, yeah, there is no definitive there. I would guess he... I don't know. I, <laughs> I want to say I'd guess he wouldn't because he gave him the whole 90, which Hazard ra- rarely plays 90. And you think he gets a rest and gets to come on maybe so maybe it's, it's like it's you, the players you, who didn't who didn't get rested who get rested so it's like Azpilicueta um yeah. Hazard who else didn't get rested it was like almost the whole squad besides those two guys um but I'm wondering if he doesn't start Hazard so it's like it's like if you are an, an MVP of a team that wins the league I realize it's N'Golo Conte, uh, according to the press. But if if you're Conte figuring out how to show appreciation for Hazard, you can either start him and sub him in the 85th minute and and uh, Stanford Bridge gives him a standing ovation, or you bench Hazard and you bring him in, you know, in the 75th minute and let him bask in the glory for the last 15 minutes of the season, and then he's on the pitch Right before the trophy trophy presentation. God, you're so you're so dramatic. You love this the <laughs> ask in the glory. What a, it's like a fantasy novel. It's like where they're like getting like. Josh, go to my the, go the to my Tumblr where I have oil paintings of all of my favorite uh, predictive Eden, uh, Eden Premier League. Th- Eden Thorgan Hazard go on their 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 quest. 
Uh, okay, so your last one is, uh, if, if, you, if I may jump on your notes Please here. Please, take it. It's uh, yours. Is, is Emery Chan, uh, $4.9 million. And to answer Dave's question, I think, uh, I, you know, I just I don't know his team. Or I can't remember his team well enough right now to, to make, like, real. He basically like, has the same team as me, I think, right. Josh. I do think that any any move that I would make if I had two transfers would would involve bringing in a Liverpool player, uh, a, a defender if you need a defender for this game week, or um, or you know Coutinho, um, who you know scored. You know Coutinho was he's a bit of a form player, and uh, you know just scored two goals. Fantastic game week. Uh, the, very, goal, the goals, to be fair, were basically given to him on a silver platter by James Collins, but right. uh, so it was he was he was there to take them. There are, there are basically two teams that have something they really have to play for this game week. Or maybe three if you want to include Man City. Uh, but it's Arsenal and Liverpool. With Arsenal, there's really only... You kind of already have the Arsenal players you want to have, right? Either, like, you've got your Arsenal, like, defender and Sanchez or... You know, I mean, like, Giroud is like a cheeky punt, I think, for Game Week 38. I think he's probably going to start again. I don't know why he wouldn't. Yeah, uh, it's very unexpected that Giroud suddenly becomes favored over Welbeck. I didn't predict that. Is it because he's better and uh, fits <laughs> yeah, better? I, mean, they, they win I can't more argue. Like, I would not argue that uh, Welbeck is better than uh, Giroud. I can't argue that. But Yeah. And as, as we as we discussed on a previous podcast, I feel like they... Welbeck brings something different. Like his his pace creates space, whereas Giroud's bulkiness and hold up play is a whole other thing together. It is, but Welbeck can't like he, he can't score. I, I don't know. I'm de- I, I was talking. It's funny because uh, we were talking to Danny Bean, uh, the guy we mentioned earlier, the uh, the uh, the uh, Owls fan, the Owls fan. Thank you. And I'm a little hungover. Sorry. Did I mention my birthday was last night? I'm not. I'm not Happy quite sure as I typically am. Uh, so Danny was talking about how Harry Kane four goals for your birthday. It was good perspective though on how someone listened. Both him and his girlfriend listened to an episode, and his girlfriend had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like, like, <laughs> it was like, di- like all our like differential talk and our like dumb jokes, and she, like it was just like it was completely like I don't even know what this what what is happening right now. So it, it's a good reminder that next year, like for the early podcast, we can't just jump right into like differential talk and like we've got to like remind people what these terms are. So. Um, but the other thing he said was, you guys, like, destroy uh, Danny Welbeck in every podcast, but everybody loves Danny Welbeck, or many people love Danny Welbeck in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a national team player, he's a good, all-around good guy, which I agree. Like, Danny Welbeck does seem like a good guy, but... Um, no beef here, man. No, no beef. No beef here, but to see him play over Olivier Giroud is just absurd. I mean, come on, give me a break. He's not better. Yeah, I mean, you're you're you bringing us down a path where we have to then start arguing about Arsene Wenger, and nobody right. wants to listen to that. No, Absolutely no nobody. To yeah. Okay. I have, anyway, a, I have a I have a question to uh, round out this transfer chat, Josh. I feel I feel like a lot of people have this on their mind. It's the last game week of the season. We're talking about. Um, I mean, Dave's got two frees left, but if you only have one, is there any scenario in which you're burning four points? going into game week 38 or is that just idiotic because typically you would burn four points looking long term yeah i don't know I mean, what kind typically, of t- i don't know what, what kind of team you'd have to have to burn four points you know like i, I like who is injured right now? who's not going to play this like you, you don't even know who's going to play anyway so any player you'd bring in would be kind of a risk you know i mean May I mean I, I maybe to burn four to turn 
Hazard into Coutinho. I mean, but do you, do you really do you really risk dropping Hazard at home to Sunderland just on the hope that he doesn't start? You know, I don't know. It's it's really <laughs> that is the one that will keep you up at night for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm so glad I got rid yeah. of Hazard. Yeah. Uh, just unapologetically going into 37. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like burning four though. If you're if you found yourself in a position where now you have to chase your money league. And to get a really high value or high high quality, potentially high quality differential, mm-hmm. that is the scenario in which I feel like you're burning for. Like if you're just after improving your overall rank, odds are minus four might might end up biting you. I think. I Am think I talking I, like a risk averse person? No, but I, I think I think you're I think you're onto something there. You're, you're you're talking like a guy who's in second place in a mini league and wants to hold off uh, a couple of feisty. Yeah, containers. yeah. The big the big money starts in second place. Third place <laughs> is you just get your buy in back. <laughs> right. So I am definitely working to hold second place. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll round this out myself. We'll just keep rounding this thing. It's like it's like it's like singing it around because uh, this is an easy one. Uh, Fat Gorilla says, "Do you think Lukaku wants the Golden Boot as much as Kane does?" Well, uh, obviously he does, but he's not going to get it. Do you I, think I, so? I don't know. I mean, I feel like Kane Kane played that Leicester game like a man who. Would have fought your mother for the golden boot. I mean, he was like taking every free kick. I mean, he was like constantly like running forward. I mean, yeah, well, that's like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't think Lukaku wants it as much as Harry Kane does. And also, Lukaku away to Arsenal now he's, he's like two goals behind Harry Kane now I think just, so. to, just to share the golden boot. Uh, I mean, two goals is a big ask for Rom, who has terrible away form. And also is just has terrible form period in the league. Yeah. And Harry Kane is against Hull. And I, I think he's probably odds on favorites to score at least one goal. So you're asking Romelu to score a hat trick. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? OK, actually, let's talk about Kane. Let's t- uh, we're going to talk about Kane in the ch- uh, captain section. So let's take a quick break and let's get right into captain chat. Part two. Same old podcast. Always cheating. Captain Chat, part two. Uh, Dave Aston <laughs> says, easy one, Captain Kane or Captain Coutinho. Um, secondly, is it time to lower ourselves into the gutter with a Liverpool defender? Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, Middlesbrugger aren't going to score any goals. Well, know. no, famous last words. I I am not even going to let Liverpool defense enter into my thoughts. Okay. Alvaro Negredo is the ultimate party spoiler, is he yeah. not? I mean, remember when we all uh, pinned our hopes on him during the double, and then he <laughs> rewards us by st- wiping out uh, Man City clean sheets for no good reason. True, true. Uh, no. Liverpool yeah. defense, if you don't have it, if you have it, fine. If you don't have it. Don't even. All right. So back to the captain question. Uh, Kane, Coutinho, or other? Uh, the the other one here is, um, I think, uh, Alexis Sanchez is really the one who stands out to me. Yeah. Sanchez is not a, not a, bad, not a bad one, given that they're home and he's on fire. I keep coming. My armband is on Harry Kane right now. Mm-hmm. And I think you're ta- talking about Philippe Coutinho. He's a form player. But this Liverpool squad is very schizophrenic, though you would favor them heavily to beat the Burger. 
uh, at Anfield, it's I can't I can't bet on who performs there. So therefore, yeah. I think you're covered if you bring Coutinho in. But to then armband, it's a big reward if he comes through. But I think the risk is higher with Coutinho than it is with Kane. Yeah, as someone who captained Coutinho, um, you know, in that like that famous like four game game week uh, about ten weeks ago. Uh, and I think I got one point out of him. Because uh, you can be a very frustrating player, and um, that I mean, just that that the attack in Liverpool is sort of designed around giving lots of other play- like lots of players have the chance to score in that attack. You know, like one week it's Emery Chan, one week it's Firmino. I mean, I, I don't know if Firmino's even going to play, but uh, you got Origi, you know, Sturridge. It's just it's not a it's not predictable the way you know the Arsenal attack is or the you know, top Spurs attack is like that. We're like, you, like if, if they're going to score, you know, Alexis or Kane or Alley are going to be involved in those goals. And this is not true with our, with Liverpool. All right. I have your other option. Uh, Diego Costa at home to Sunderland. So yeah. Diego sits the bench for the entirety of the previous match. You'd expect him to definitely start at home to Sunderland. And if he gets the service, uh, probably a brace for him. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, would you bring Diego Costa in for this fixture? Yes, but I wouldn't drop any of my current players for Diego Costa. Yeah, his his price is, is the barrier to entry. So this is kind of a tip, yeah. if we could call it that, for anyone who suffered with Diego Costa through Game Week 37. Now, our heart goes out to you, trying times. It was terrible. But I think you may be rewarded in, by hang, hanging on to him for 38. Yeah, I mean, Costa is the one. OK, so let's say you were down like 20 points in your league. Like, like you know, I've, I've been in this position before where I was trying to make some points, you know, the last game week of the season. Uh, this actually happened to me um, the last time I won our league, which was two seasons ago. Um, and I was kind of like down like the whole second half of the season and then. Um, I got kind of lucky with captains, but I was I, the whole time I was sort of sort of, I was trying to pick captain. It was just it's just like very basic game theory, right? Like if everyone's going one way, the way to make up points is to go the other way. So if you were down, which like, is exactly you know, why you captained Harry Kane in thirty-seven. Exactly, it's exactly the same logic. So if you were um, if you were down like twenty points in your mini league, you were in second place. Uh, and you were you were less conservative than you are, Brandon. And you were like you're going for first. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, if you and you're like I mean the guy um, Ben who's I've never seen, won our league is, is had like an amazing season. He's like 60 points ahead of everybody. So that's well, it's not, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, which means I'm, I want to give it to Ben. I, it, I could make up 60 <laughs> points if I wanted to, but I don't because I feel no, bad for Ben. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, so let's say you were down 20 points, though. Who is your differential captain for Game Week 38? And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone completely out of the blue. But I have, I I think have a differential captain for you, Brandon. Okay. Well, I, th- I think it's Diego Costa for me. Um, just just looking at talking about Coutinho and Harry Kane. I really like Harry Kane for 38, but Costa is my differential. What are, Diego Costa is – but just realistically, it's going to be hard to bring in Costa unless you, don't, unless you already have him. So what about what about Josh King, uh, Bournemouth away to Leicester? And Josh King's cheap. If you don't have him, it's easy to bring him in. Uh, he's in great goal scoring form, and Leicester don't have any center backs right now. Like that's that's that was the main reason I captained Kane, or one of the one of the main. It was, it was one of the reasons I decided I could get away with captaining Kane, which was uh, you know it's a Leicester squad without center backs, and a guy like King can score against a team like that. So if you were you know 
if you're looking for a guy who might score two or three goals, maybe get maybe win a penalty, um, possibly get like some huge scoreline that like no one else is going to captain, he might be a good option. I'm going to make an argument against, which is not based on any statistics, but you're Leicester City and you're playing your last game at home of the season. You just hosted Spurs and were absolutely humiliated in front of your home fans. Uh, And as we've seen, as the drama has unfolded at the King Power over the course of the season, these are very emotional players and they seem... I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they're going to be pissed off coming out against Bournemouth, and they're going to want to make it up to their supporters. And I feel like they're going to try to put in an actual shift. So uh, it's 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 recency bias, perhaps, just watching that uh, Spurs-Leicester game. But I I do think Bournemouth are going to find it's it's harder than you think. Well, th- that is fair. But, I mean, they, they just don't have the players, right? I mean, Danny Drinkwater is out for the rest of the season. Both are starting center backs are out for the rest of the season. It's just – I mean, I, I assume Huth is out for the rest of the season, which I think he probably will be. I mean, why why, why risk it, you know? I mean, you're already safe. There's no reason to, to aggravate an injury, especially as you know as, as a player in his 30s. Um, okay, so okay, so let's say you didn't do Josh King. How about, how about uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson? Um, Swansea you know, host West Brom, or I mean, Sigurdsson, or or um, uh, Lorente, maybe one of those two players. Yeah, um, I, I I think okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another uh, theory here, Josh. I actually like Gilfie a little more in this scenario over Lorente, even though Lorente is a good differential. There are a lot of big boys who play on the back line at West Brom, and they're very good at the in the air, and they're probably gonna body up on Lorente. So as I, I should have prepared some stats, some heat maps for this, Josh. <laughs> yeah. But I guess like Swansea is more favored to score a goal from distance uh, as opposed to uh, from a set piece because mm, Pulis yeah. teams like to defend. So Gilfie looks a little better taking free kicks or taking shots outside the box, getting rebounds from aerial defense from West Brom. So that's that's my call. Okay, I like it. I think those are some some interesting options. I mean, you know, I guess uh, Christian Eriksen is maybe an option too. I mean, we're talking about differential players here, but you know, we know he's going to start on Sunday. Uh, you know, rest at the weekend probably wants to you know put in one big final shift. Um, could we have you back on Kane's point? I mean, obviously, like if the player, if the person you're, if, if you think you're, you know, you're, um, it's almost like if if you know what who like. Like let's say like there's someone in first and you know they're going to captain Kane. You got to stay away from that whole Spurs squad. You just have to hope that they don't do anything, right? That like Hull put in this final like fu to Spurs and it's like a nil nil game <laughs> or something like that. But so if that's the case, you just you don't want anything to do with that team. I mean, you you could almost justify just transferring out players from that team. Like you you can't be part of that game at all uh, if you want to <laughs> make up points. <laughs> Uh, you know, because it's not—it's just not enough about. It's not just about scoring as many points as you as you can. It's about the players above you or the people in the teams above you not doing well. Like the ball is not entirely in your court anymore. So um, I don't know. That's that's just how you have to think, though, if you want to make up those points. We haven't mentioned Man City once in terms of. I mean, Gabriel Jesus is was kind of an under the radar favorite yeah. from game week thirty seven. I mean, he did not have a haul even close to Alexis or. Harry Kane, but he scored in both matches. They're playing Watford. Yeah. And Wat- I, know, Watford I thought about that. Yeah, it's it's just that concern about who's going to get the goals in that team. 
Yeah, it, it does get spread around. I mean, it could be De Bruyne. I mean, worst case scenario, Sterling comes out of that game with a hat trick. It's kind of amazing. This is like Gabriel Jesus had a great game week, and this is the first time we've talked about him 45 minutes into the podcast. Yeah, yeah I, I'd be curious to hear from, I mean, I think I know what they'd say, but people who captained Jesus this game week, I mean, probably limited, yeah. it I lowered mean, their ceiling for the game week, but it's still like feeling, two, two goals. Yeah. yeah, you had to be feeling pretty good after after Tuesday, but... Yeah, now it seems like, I mean, two goals and an assist and four mm-hmm. bonus points. I mean, you know, huge return. Uh, Michael Bathurst on Facebook says he's one of the one of the few remaining in the FPL who still, still has his triple cap. He says, I still need to pick a triple cap, and who should it be? All right, so it, it, is, is, does Mitchell get to pick a differential captain, or does he just need, if he has his triple cap, he can go with the popular captain knowing that he's just going to get more out of the popular captain yeah i mean there was some quote for like, after the whole game where harry kane said uh you know i can't be satisfied that i won the, the golden boot i've got to go out and score four more against hull uh on sunday and just that kind of talk i'm like it would be crazy not to triple captain kane in the final <laughs> game Especially if it's a triple captain. I mean, that, then differential stuff gets going to the window. Then you just want the players going to score the most points. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree. Yeah, I think if you're in Mitchell's position, you just go with the consensus and, and just roll with it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, actually, TJ Crane had another, another question about triple captainships. But I, I think that, uh, I, you know, to answer your question, TJ, I would go with uh, I would go with Kane. Um, and we had a lot of nice comments on our Facebook page, too. Uh, a lot of people were really, uh, maybe it's, you know, I think we're, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our next to last podcast this season. We're doing another podcast, um, you know, like either Sunday night or Monday, just kind of a, you know, season recap. Uh, so if um, if you haven't joined the Facebook page yet, uh, please do so, because we'll, uh, we'll post some periodic updates. And maybe we'll talk about the Gold Cup there uh, this summer. It's like the only cup that's happening this summer. So come and watch us talk about uh, USA-Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if there if there's anything you want us to talk about in our season recap, just post your questions on Facebook. Josh, you'll probably put up a call for questions. At for sure, point. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Brendan, let's take a quick break. We have a couple uh, et cetera questions, and then we'll look at the actual fixtures for Game Week 38. Great. Same old podcast, always shading. Josh, I've decided that I want to change the name of this section from et cetera chat to I was looking at ETC and I read extra time. I want this to be called extra time chat. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Actually, that's I actually, want it to be called extra time chat with Brandon. That actually is something we're talking about the format for next year. We, we thought about making it a little bit cleaner, like like really clearly defined sections. So uh, if you if you like the podcast and there are things you don't like or things you do like and want more of, uh, email us at hailtutors at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter or whatever. And, um, you know, let us know because, um, you know, it was like talking to Danny Bean and being like, you know, my, my girlfriend didn't know what a differential was. It was like, oh, right. Like maybe we are too in the weeds of certain sections and the way we talk. So, um, I did tell you know, Danny he's not being a good boyfriend and explain. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna actually just start having a section called Bean's girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> bean, 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 bean. <laughs> uh, all right, etc. etc. Uh, extra time chat, uh, Joe. Uh, I like this because I often call out for questions, comments, and rants, and we get lots of questions and lots of rants, but very rarely do we get a comment. Uh, and Joe said, I felt like there were fewer consensus must-owns than in seasons past. Uh, made for a more interesting season, in my opinion. 
What do you think? Absolutely. I, I love this, and I, it, it cuts both ways this season, and we can get into this in the final pod, but it's been at once like an incredibly trying, painful season, but because of that, it's been especially fun just because there have been so many decisions to make. Yeah. And yeah, there there have been fewer must owns because I think I think I mentioned this last week or a few weeks ago, where form has just felt so fleeting with mm-hmm. big players. Uh, I mean, you could look at Lukaku or Harry Kane. Lukaku has dips in form. Kane had his injury, uh, and l- look at Liverpool, where they were. You needed to have triple Liverpool nailed on, and then they just disappeared for a while due to some injuries and, and dips in form. Yeah, so yeah, it's been yeah. a wild, wild ride. Yeah, I mean, last season there were just so many players that you could that were, that were cheap that you could just they could just plug in, and decisions weren't as difficult. It feels like, it feels like especially maybe it was only it was it was really led by Mares at five point five million, just freeing up so much money for everybody. Yeah, you're basically you're making decisions. You're transferring in and out guys who are like eight, nine, ten million because the essential players were sub seven. Yeah, I mean, everyone had three Leicester players from most of last season. You had Mares at 5.5, Vardy at 7.5, Vardy was whatever he started at. Uh, and, and then you had one of their defenders who were all like, I mean, I had Danny Simpson for most of the year, and he was like 4 million. Yeah, or Schmeichel for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I think I think this was a really fun season, and uh, and you know, hopefully next year will be more like it. I um, I would like to see some of the. Was, uh, uh, Nick Cummings had a post on Transfer Hub today about about chips and whether they make the game better or worse, and just kind of a, like he was just sort of asking people what they thought. And um, I, I don't think. I mean, it must be like just a the, the kind of the nerd community, a, a category I include myself in. But I, I, d- I just don't like them, and I would be happy to see them go away. And part of the problem, which Nick talks about, is that everything ev- – it actually makes the game less creative for a lot of us because it forces all of us to bench boost a particular game week, to wildcard a particular game week. I mean, I know that's there are exceptions, but the right strategy is to do it a certain way. And um, it just encourages a lot of groupthink, and suddenly you had these wildcard teams, and it was like Game Week 37, like we all had the same players, you know? And how was that fun? You know, I mean, I mean, like not not just like the same three or four players, but like the same like 13 or 14 players. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And that just I I think I agree. um, But I just to play devil's advocate, I would say it's the second season. If if the chips had existed since the FPL game was invented, um, maybe we don't even have this. I mean, obviously, we're not having this conversation in 2017, if that's the case. But just, it, it could yeah. just be the new normal, and we'll grow to accept it, and it'll stop yeah. being a big deal. And like we were saying earlier in the pod, the more seasons we have with the chips and the more data and history at hand, the more freed we'll be to get creative yeah. with them. I still, want them to, I still want them to drop the all-out attack for my, my double defense chip. I want that double Oh, D. we haven't even talked about this. You're, you've still got the AOA. Yeah, I'm not going to use it. There's no way. I, I might play four defenders this game week. That is the ultimate middle finger to FPL Towers. <laughs> so you can take this AOA okay. chip and shove uh, it. All right, let me. Here's a question for you. Then I'm looking at my my team for for game week 38. Right. Mm-hmm. And right now I have four defenders. So would you? And, and I, the first player on my bench is Will Zaha playing away to Man United. So yep. would you rather have Will Zaha over Stevens at home to Stoke, Company away to Watford, Alonso home to Sunderland, or Davies uh, Ben Davies away to Hull? 
Yeah, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think I think that Crystal Palace and they, uh, they got are, their are cooked. Yeah, yeah, they got their win. I mean, they're 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 totally you know they're solid. I think they're on with forty or forty one points. Uh, and you know, I it just I don't know what's going on with that Man U team. I mean, it's possible that they're just completely. I mean, they are, they clearly are like totally focused on the Europa League. By the way, I would not I would not dare transfer in a Man United player this game week. <laughs> the ghost of Marcus Rashford says, "Don't don't you dare." Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I, but I, I I do think that regardless of rotation, United are pretty strong on the wings, depending on who starts. And I think that they'll have Townsend and Zaha covered. I mean, that's 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 my gut prediction. Yeah, I yeah, I, I just don't know what to what to think about that. game. That's a very hard game to predict, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, what, what else do we have in extra time okay. chat, Josh? Uh, final question is from uh, Impatri Trust. He says, uh, was Gabby Adini the biggest troll this season, and was Southampton the biggest troll team? Uh, I'm going to dub, uh, I'm going to coin a new term, and Gabby Adini is a micro-troll. <laughs> because I feel like the, the time period in which he trolled us was very short. Mm-hmm. It was but a blip. Mm-hmm. And and it was it was a hard troll that mm-hmm. was a hard troll, but it was a micro troll. Yeah, uh, yeah. Crappy Adini is uh, <laughs> there. You go. <laughs> I don't think about him now. Southampton, on the other hand, I mean, they totally trolled us attacking wise. Char- Charlie Austin was a, not a troll; he was a tease. Like, oh, what could have been? Right, right. But as far as Southampton, I mean, everyone who brought in Jack Stevens was roundly rewarded. I doubled up with Stevens and Yoshida over the last couple of weeks, and that was a, a big plus for me. I, I think th- Southampton th- on the whole has been great. I think Everton would be my troll team. Not necessarily yeah. Lukaku. I mean, you know, give him due credit. He scored a you know, boatload of goals this year. But everyone, every midfielder on that team was such a troll. You know, it was like Balassi for a while and then and uh, Barclay for a little bit and Morales. And it was like – and they're also yeah. cheap. And so it was always so tempting to try to bring them in and work them in your team. Yeah, there was a run there early on where you had the Balassi Lukaku connection, and that was pretty undeniable. And then yeah. there was this this period where everyone was frantically getting Everton players in because they had like an eight game stretch. Right, and I feel like Everton does do this every season when when their fixtures get good, they get bad. Yeah, <laughs> outside of Lukaku, that was just that that was the team that caused me the most stress this year. I thought that um, maybe Watford a little bit too, where like Dini was kind of a tease the whole season, or you'd have like a little run of a game or two, and then you'd you'd, you'd rush to bring him in, and then he'd you know he'd drop out again. I mean, then it was so sad. I mean, what happened to Agallo? He, he's moved to China. It was like <laughs> yeah. he was like a secret star of last season. I mean, speaking about cheap players last year, I mean Agallo was amazing for a huge stretch of the year. Uh, and then it was like he kind of sucked the first half of this year, and then he was just gone. It just, just, just totally vanished. Uh, but, but speaking of Watford, the the like anti troll for me is Etienne Capou. Right. Brought him back for sentimental values. The price was right, and he rewards me with a beautiful goal from an idiotic John Terry mistake. And that was really the cherry on top of my 188 yeah. points in 37. Yeah. So Etienne, I know you're listening. Thank you. 
Uh, we'll see you next season. <laughs> that one did kind of seal it for you. That was that was a that was a ludicrous goal. I, I think Terry, <laughs> Terry was like still celebrating him and scored a goal. Oh, he was like still crying tears of joy. <laughs> I won't call Leicester a big troll team this year because I think it's got to take a, a huge emotional toll to 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 win the championship and the, you know in this crazy run where they 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 played better than they you know they better than they should have obviously and uh, and then to play in the Champions League with a small squad uh, and then somehow get to you know I mean get to the quarterfinals with that small squad. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and still finish, you know, at or like either in the top 10, probably depending on the final game or near it. Um, I mean, if you told people last, like if you told Leicester fans, like longtime Leicester fans, not fans who just joined like the fan club this last year, that next season you'd make, you know, you'd finish the top half of the league or thereabouts and you'd be in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, I think they would definitely would have taken that. Right. I mean, what else would you expect? Yeah, when you take uh, when you take a step back at this season, it's been ca- kind of a dream victory lap for them. Undefeated uh, in the Champions League, despite going out, um, remarkable, truly remarkable. And they finished mid-table. There was some yeah. weirdness with Renieri. That's kind of a black mark, but but still, yeah, it was. It's a great season yeah. if you're a fan. They're in eleventh place right now. If they if they win their final fixture and a couple of things break their way, they could end up finishing in ninth place. So I mean, ninth place and quarterfinals and Champions League that's that's a good season. So is there anything else we need to cover for uh, previewing game week thirty eight? I feel like we covered it all. I mean, just be ready for some chaos. You know, be ready for <laughs> yeah. some, some some of your starters not to play. I don't even think it's worth trying to predict clean sheets at this point nope. because nope. Uh, there there might not be any. And also, I would I would definitely advise against transferring in a defender in thirty eight. It's all yeah. attack. That was it's and I certainly, would, certainly wouldn't burn four for a defender. All right, Brandon. Well, um, find us in various places. Those places include uh, Twitter. Uh, we're at Hail Cheaters. Facebook, facebook.com slash always cheating. Uh, support the podcast and, and to listen to exclusive podcasts on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash always cheating. Yes, and subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes. Please, uh, if you've listened to and enjoyed the podcast this season, it really helps us out. If you can leave us a review, rate us five stars, that's awesome. We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, anywhere you get your podcast. And you know that because you're listening to the podcast right now. And just a reminder to everyone out there who wants to take advantage of this fantasy football magazine deal from our buddy Jamie, go to fantasyfootballmag.com slash always cheating. You get a 25% off discount for being a listener to our podcast. There are only 10 discounts available, so act fast. Yep, you got it. All right. Well, Brandon, uh, looking forward to Sunday. Uh, good luck in your own, your, your money league head to head. Yeah, Trevor, if you're out there listening, uh, it's not even a thing. You're not going to know what hit you. It's going to be like a <laughs> truck wiping you out from the side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was right. kind of a brutal, a brutal image to en- end on. Very dark. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like Rucker Hauer. What was that movie? <laughs> Rucker Hauer movie where he chases the guy in the car? The trucker or something like that? Uh, that's too bold. I, I, If I were you, I would I would have done some reverse psychology. There. I would have told him that I was going to lose. And... That if I won, it was by it was the, the gods decided to smile on me, <laughs> and it was it was a miracle of miracles. I mean, I didn't even talk this episode about what a miracle it is that I'm in the top 150k after having a baby this year. 
I mean, it's you know, a, yeah, it's not that. a miracle that you that you gave birth to a, that you and your wife had a baby. <laughs> it's a miracle that you got to top 150K. That's great. It's true. It's true. Uh, all right. Well, I'll see you on Sunday, Brennan. All right. Good luck, everybody, in game week 38, the last game week. Hail Poku. Hail Cheaters.